Coming up on Star Wars tonight, episode 29 kicks off as we get ready to discuss... Uh, discuss, well, a commercial. A Gillette commercial. <laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's absolutely nuts. Star Wars Tonight starts now. I'm your host, Riley Blanton. I hope you're uh, having a grand old time. Welcome. It is Star Wars Tonight. You're home. This is your nightly countdown to Star Wars Rogue One. And I couldn't be more excited to be here. Welcome, welcome. Good morning, good afternoon, and most importantly, especially for you guys watching live, Good evening. Good evening to you. Good evening to you. Uh, Star Wars Tonight. Uh, in fact, I have a handy-dandy uh, countdown timer on, on the show notes that I've linked up uh, that's actually still there from The Force Awakens when it happened. Uh, and that is the uh, how many days until StarWars.com, uh, which is, I guess, the sponsor of the first segment because it is 43 days. I feel like that's a biblical number. Like, that's the number of days that Noah was in the flood. I need Steve Glosson to correct me on that. Uh, until Star Wars Rogue One, or I should say Rogue One, a Star Wars story, hits theaters. And I'm very excited. Uh, it's going to be a fantastic time. Um, but And that's what we're here. We're here every night to, uh, to talk to you guys about uh, Rogue One, the Han Solo movie, Episode, up, uh, episode 8 updates, and... Uh, and I'll tell you what. Oh, and uh, you know what? And I'm just now getting a notification here on Skype that uh, that my co-host for tonight is actually ready to go. So here's what we're going to do, folks. We're just going to give this gentleman uh, give this gentleman a call uh, and see if we can get him on to, before we actually jump into the news story proper. Uh, Mr. Nathan Butler, how's it going? Hey, man. Sorry about that. I, this has just not been my day. I'm thinking, uh, I've got it. I'm ready to go, man. He said 7 o'clock, so I can be ready to go at 7.15. And my brain's like, yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> no, no, it's really, really not. So, but, no, uh, no, it is. It's live. Facebook.com slash Star Wars Report, uh, 7 o'clock every weeknight. So, But we're getting, uh, Nathan, we're kind of shaking off the fuzzies. It's been like a year since we did this, a year since we were live every night. Uh, and so we're, we're just getting used to it, man. We're just, uh, we're, we're, I don't blame you. We're, we're just getting used to it. Okay. Well, thank you. So, uh, I know you had some things that you had, uh, been looking into oh, for yes. today of news in Star Wars. What's oh, going on? Absolutely, man. We've got so much to talk about, so much to talk about, but I have to do the proper introduction. Of course, if you're not familiar with him, Nathan, uh, Nathan P. Butler is one of our fellow podcasters here on the second airborne network here at the Star Wars report. Uh, at StarWarsReport.com. He hosts Beyond the Films with our good buddy Mark Herleman and, of course, co-hosts uh, Cloud City Casino, Star Wars gaming extraordinaire. So he's the man with PlayStation VR. He's Mr. Nathan <laughs> P. Butler. <laughs> there you go. There we yes. go. Yes. Uh, so, in other words, I'm the man with the nausea. I'm the he's a man with the motion sickness every once in a while. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, we've had some, like, themed episodes this previous week, but now we're actually, like, getting some solid... Uh, news. So you know what? You know what? I'm going to hit the button. We have something to report. So, so, sir, I have good news. Data brought to us by the Botany Spies. We can send a clear transmission. There it is. Listen, listen. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> In fact, we're starting off with the Han Solo spinoff. This is always so much fun, Nathan, because there are literally three, three movies, three Star Wars movies that we can talk about. So like Star Wars Tonight... 
Last year, it was all Force Awakens. But there's so much stuff breaking on all three Star Wars uh, movies that are in some form of production right now, and really four, uh, for Episode Nine. You, you know Colin Trevorrow's up to stuff. Uh, we have a new uh, uh, tidbit on the Han... Uh, not the Han Solo. Yeah, the Han Solo movie. I almost confused myself there. Uh, and that's that it's going to break the rules. This is actually from Screen Crush, a piece that highlighted a new, a new interview with uh, the cinematographer of uh, the Han Solo standalone project, of course, directed by Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Uh, we've had some news about it recently when they announced Donald Glover uh, starring as Lando Calrissian. So we're getting some updates, but... Uh, Anyway, this uh, uh, it, it, the the cinematographer uh, Young is his name. I'm trying to find his first name. I don't have it in front of me here, but um, but he he specifies that we're going to be quote pleasantly surprised by the amount of creative freedom afforded by Lucasfilm. And he goes on to say, and I quote, "We're doing our own thing. That's why we're there. Phil and Chris are there to bring what they bring to their films. Their very unique vision and their perspective." on story, and they asked me to come along and bring what I bring. And so he goes on to say uh, that it was not what I thought it would be. It's for sure. I was pleasantly encouraged and surprised. A Han Solo movie that isn't what he thought it would be? Like, what do we think a Han Solo movie would be about? That's the question, Nathan. Well, I figure it would be about Han Solo. All right, that's a good start. A little bit of Chewbacca there. Surprise, he's Uh, not in it. I thought it was kind of interesting, um, and I think the guy you're talking about is uh, Bradford, Bradford Young. Thank you, guys. thank you. And no, I didn't know that off the top of my head. I just happened to have found the article. You didn't just and, randomly know the cinematographer for the yeah, <laughs> doesn't everybody? Come on. Uh, but no, I think it's interesting that the way he describes it is sort of this idea of, at least it's the way it sounds, is he says, you know, visually, narratively, that's a good mandate. Which makes me think less that it's about a specific thing with, you know, what we expect of Han Solo or what we expect of Chewbacca. That's something about the universe and more about sort of the structure and the style. So maybe something with, you know, maybe we're going to tell the story out of order. Maybe we'll do something like a novel where there's a present and a past and they're running in parallel, which you see in something like Tarkin or a TV show like Arrow, right, where they do the same kind of thing. I think it, it feels like it's more stylistic, but... That's kind of yeah. what these standalone films can do. It's sort of like the episodic numbered ones need to have a certain feel to them. So they're mm-hmm. going to be consistent, but it's sort of rules are out the window for any of these um, these standalones. Yeah, and the true test of that, I think, is really Rogue One. Because when we see Rogue One, we'll really get an idea of like just how many rules are out the window. Because I still get the sense that Rogue One is definitely pushing the boundaries and, in fact, was probably doing it too much, hence some of the, uh, the uh, reshooting and rewrites. But, uh, but I, I, it sounds like, though, that they are willing to have that distinct flavor for the spinoff films, which is okay, right? Like, literally, I just saw a piece, I didn't put it in the, in the notes, Nathan, but I saw a piece today where the, the biggest year ever for Disney in the, at the box office was last year. And, of course, The Force Awakens didn't hurt at all in terms of global box office. I think it was $4.84 billion total last year of Disney films. And tickets sold. They just crossed that just now. And it's literally November. They still have Doctor Strange wow. and Rogue One to come out. And they've already crossed the number they had last year. That's because they've had, like, they've had Zootopia. They've had, uh, they've had a couple big hits. Uh, Jungle Book. And a, just hit after hit after hit for Disney this year. And it seems like 
you know, the thing about Disney, it's not like they're all the same. Even the Marvel films, like a, a Thor movie is extremely different than an Iron Man movie, which it looks very different from Doctor Strange out this weekend. I'm very excited, actually. So I don't know. I, 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 so put back in the context of this piece right here, when, we, when we're talking to the cinematographer, I think that's a good instinct. It, he's, he's really talking about the visual language of Star Wars. Yeah, which also means maybe that they can dip into sort of the, uh, if you can get the right visual flair going, you can update the audio flair to kind of go along with it. We may actually seize a canon version of that Han Solo dance number from Connect Star Wars. Very exciting. <laughs> That's the big takeaway. That's You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here first. All right. I also want to talk about, uh, Nathan, um, we, 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 do have to, we do have to talk some Rogue One. Um, Nathan, have you seen the have you seen the the hullabaloo surrounding the this this Gillette advertising push, the the tie in with Rogue One? I'm not sure if I've seen hullabaloo about it, but I've seen the the actual advertisement, and it's talk about a new visual language. I, I had to check a couple of times to make sure that somehow I hadn't pressed a reverse button somewhere. Uh. <laughs> Very odd. A really, I mean, I love the the idea of. Here's something going on. We sort of rewind time and just say, you know, every story has a face and then compare that to, you know, a fan sort of looking in the mirror, that sort of thing. I, I think it's kind of a cool visual idea. But for the first minute of the minute plus, I'm scratching my head like, what's going on? Yeah, I'm playing it right now. And so what we're talking about is a new uh, tie-in advertising campaign with Rogue One that Gillette's doing. They had a big event out in London that there were a couple fans. I know Jedi News was out there, and it was interesting. Um, like they're they're going all out. They have this like fancy new Star Wars theme razor set, which Gillette is something that's something they've done quite a bit, uh, where they tie into different movies. But you have this this very sort of rugged but a, yet attractive warrior figure who stars in like a sort of reverse battle where it shows the battle about to begin and then kind of rewinds the footage all the way back to the morning that he got up inside the Yavin base, which I guess we know what, the, I, I mean, I don't know if it's Yavin technically, but I guess we, <laughs> I guess it's technically not, um, but it looks like Yavin and this is what I imagine it might look like. And then it does a sort of kind of cool cut back to real world and it just shows someone doing their everyday thing. So it's like the best a man can get, Gillette. Uh, now just let, remind me to invoice Gillette real quick for the uh, piece we just Nathan, but 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 here's what I think. The real thing is is that the speculation was that there's new footage here. I'm not sure there is, but man, the tie-in footage looks a lot like it, a lot like it. Yeah, for what amounts to basically a you know a play on Star Wars, this looks really really solid. Like usually you can tell. Usually you're like, oh yep, I know that. That's where the commercial comes in, and even, oh hey, like, there's where the movie clip comes in. But it feels very, um, very smooth the transition between them. So I'm betting that probably a lot of the things we're seeing, where it's like the ships and whatnot, those weren't new shots that they created just for this, um, but. I would imagine that a lot of the ones where it's actually showing characters, yeah, those probably are new things created for this. Uh, Stormtroopers running forward and running in reverse, and iffy. Yeah. But anything that shows like the that ships. particular guy who's going to be seen shaving at the end, 
yeah, that's probably all new stuff just for this. And they just splice it in with some movie footage. It's just they're really, really good at it these days now. Yeah, it's pretty similar. I'm pretty sure there's some, at least the ships have to be movie footage. I even feel like I recognize some of it uh, as well. So yeah, it's a it's an interesting thing because Rogue One tie-ins, it, it, it's... I remember so many of the Force Awakens tie-ins that were such a big deal, like Duracell and a few of the other big campaign ads surrounding it. But this is interesting. It's it's almost, I don't know, it feels like old-timey in some ways, the way this advertising's going. Almost, yeah. I mean, a lot of times these days, you don't really expect much out of a marketing campaign um, or not a lot of creativity out of it, I guess, is, is the way I'm thinking about it. When I think of marketing now, I think of the kind of stuff you get while you're sitting there on YouTube, you know, twiddling your fingers like, come on, I... Is this one where I can count down five and hit go and skip or what kind of thing? Um, whereas this really does have kind of the feel, of, like you were saying, sort of the Energizer Bunny dealing with Darth Vader or Marfa Lump back in the day with Pepsi, you know, where oh, wow. um, they've taken a – yeah, love Marfa Lump. Come on. Uh, <laughs> I have no clue what you're talking about. I'll be totally honest. No, no, Marfa Lump. Marfa Lump was the guy who, um, who was – it was, it's episode one era, okay. and he was playing with the cans that had the designs on them with character faces yep, from I've episode one. And he's like, zoom, right. zoom, 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 zoom. And he's doing impressions of the different characters until finally he, uh, what is it? I guess it was when Maul is either, I think it was Maul. Is it, I think it's the death of Maul or death of Qui-Gon. And he like crushes a can and it's got like the, the stuff dripping out. He's like, oh, my brains are pouring out. So it's the, hilarious. I'm literally like in studio. If you, for you guys who are on the Facebook stream, um, what you're seeing right now behind me is just a, a full display of the episode one Pepsi and Mountain Dew cans. Uh, but you don't know Marfa Lump and you've got the cans. Got Come the cans. on, man. I know. I know. I know it's nuts. <laughs> then again, you were you were probably like two. No, whenever yeah, that whenever that movie back. came out or something like that. I'm the I'm sort of the old elder statesman of Star Wars report right now. <laughs> I Put me out the pasture the Pepsi soon. Um, okay, all right, Nathan. I've got I've I've got um, I've got well, let's. I've got five. I've got five questions for you, sir. Are you ready? <laughs> okay. All right, here we go. Uh, oh wait, I should I should hit the right the right audio cue. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We have courtesy of GamesRadar.com the fifteen or five Star Wars cameos you never noticed. Let's do it. Coming up first. This is going to be so painful. Number first. Did you know, Nathan? That George Lucas had a cameo in Star Wars? That one? Yes, I did know. He's Baron Papanoida in uh, Revenge of the Sith, who was then recreated with a different voice actor, of course, in Clone Wars. Uh, I, I was so disappointed at Clone Wars when, uh, when, when it wasn't him voicing the character. Can you imagine? Uh, we, need to, we need to get the Separatist scum. Uh, that's my choice. Or have him have an argument with another character about who actually shot first. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, uh, that would be so great. I Remember when George Lucas had a sense of humor when he wore the ironic Greedo shot first shirt? I, re I really miss George Lucas with the sense of humor. Even when he had the self-deprecating just kind of jokes every now and then. You go back and watch the old behind-the-scenes stuff. And yeah, and yeah he, was a, he was a funny guy, and now he's like... Force Awakens went to white slavers. Like, okay, <laughs> night, night, George. 
Well, he was man. They, I feel I I feel so bad for him. We all right. We won't get uh, <laughs> a, a toast to the maker, everybody. Um, number two, Daniel Craig, Force Awakens. That was probably one of the most famous. That was the most famous cameo, right? In the Force Awakens, that was a bit, such a big news story. Yeah, that was huge. And I think for a while there, if I remember right, there was maybe a week in there where it's kind of like he has a cameo. It's confirmed, and then everybody's trying to figure out who he had a cameo as until we finally actually got the answer later about the uh, uh, you know the the interrogating trooper yeah. that has to drop his weapon, et cetera, et cetera. But um, I was a little bit no, Daniel Craig. He's not going to go on a Star Wars film. He's not going to go into a movie and not show his face. He's Daniel Craig. And Daniel Craig's sitting back there going, it's Star Wars. Of course I am. Yep, exactly. exactly. Samuel L. Jackson begged to be in Star Wars. Come on. Number three, Joe Johnston was in Star Wars A New Hope. It was one of the first ever Star Wars cameos, by the way. And he suited up to play one of the trio of stormtroopers working uh, as a special effects designer. Um, man, mm, I... Well, let me ask you, were you aware of this cameo? I wasn't aware of that cameo, but I'm not sure it counts as a cameo. It's somebody who's part of the filmmaking process who happens to just throw on armor because they need somebody. I mean, they did that with Boba Fett. It's different. It's different than the Peter Jackson era of cameos. Peter Jackson made it an art. Uh, No, Stan Lee has made it an Uh, art, my friend. That's that's so true. That's so (laughs) true. Uh, Number four, we have Jet Lucas. Tell me where uh, Jet Lucas cameoed. Jet Lucas shows up as uh, Zet Jukasa, which means nothing to anybody. He's the little um, Padawan dude at the Jedi Temple who winds up being taken out while Bale sees it happen in uh, uh, Revenge of the Sith. Yes, yes. Uh, that's a man. That's that's a hard. I still to this day, that's hard to watch, man. Yes, I want my child to cameo and you watch know, him get gunned down. Literally, are like, there are there issues in that family? What's you, going on? <laughs> well, that possibly number two, like Lucas puts us through Order sixty six, like one of the most tragic moments of all of Star Wars, and then he just like twists the knife at the very end, where there's like the one youngling, and you want him to escape, and it's like ah. Oh, Come on. You're, you're destroying my soul, Lucas. Lucas has a, he, there's a dark side to him. Let's be honest. Let's 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 definitely be honest. Okay. Now, uh here's here's the other one that I want to um highlight, the final one that we're going to highlight for this particular podcast episode, and that is Warwick Davis, who had a cameo as I was going to see <laughs> I was going to see if you could name him off the top of your head. As Wicked the Ewok. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. No, no. Um, Warwick, Warwick Davis uh, cameoed in The Phantom Menace as one of Wald's best friends. What was his name? One of Wald's best friends. Uh, oh, it's, it's, the other, it's the other W because it was W and W. It's um, oh, yeah. is it Weasel? Something like that. He, see, I'm, I'm reading through the piece itself, but in fact, it doesn't say... So besides, of course, Wicket, and besides appearing in Caravan of Courage, which I also did not know that was a thing, um, he also appeared in uh, Star Wars Minus the Saga Costume in numerous small roles in The Phantom Menace. Most memorable was Weasel, yep, a uh, diminutive arms dealer uh, that attended the Boonta Eve Classic, which, by the way, was... He was the guy who was laughing his head off at Rats Terrell's death, right? Wasn't that him? 
I feel like that I was think him. so. Yeah, he's got this really kind of, mm-hmm. of sadistic grin on his face. I always I like to kind of imagine that that's just that that Willow, like later in life, just let himself go and just said, <laughs> screw it, started gambling on races because they did do <laughs> the April Fool's like. thing where they tried to blend Willow into Star Wars at one point. I've never been able to fully let that go. <laughs> that's all. That is so true. That is so true. Well, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, it's a short episode, but it's a sweet episode. We're going to have to call it a wrap on tonight's edition of Star Wars Tonight. Thank you so much, Nathan, for swinging by the uh, the Star Wars Tonight. I'm glad it all worked out. Uh, thanks for having me, even when I'm late. <laughs> no, no worries. <laughs> no worries. In fact, we kicked off well. The The live stream worked. A big thanks to, uh, to Jeremy and Joe and Bobby. They stopped by the chat. Speaking of Bobby... Who, uh, who did, also points out in the chat that he played Wald, which I didn't even think about. When I said Wald's best friend, like, oh, yeah, he's also Wald. Um, <laughs> at least that's what I... That's yeah, well, the, the little Rodian dude from the deleted... Well, not from the deleted scenes. The, the one that's not in the deleted scenes. The sure. one that's not Greedo. Yeah. yeah, no, exactly, exactly. Well, speaking of which, um, a couple things, a couple things. Let's, let's start right off. You can find Nathan at the Beyond the Films podcast right here on the Star Wars Report Network at StarWarsReport.com. Uh, Nathan, what are you guys up to over there recently? What can folks find over at Beyond the Films, and what else would you like folks to find uh, and check out? Well, we have been finally kind of back with Beyond the Films. So we've been doing episodes on uh, Ahsoka. We've done episodes on uh, Life Debt. Uh, our newest recorded one that will be coming out soon is on the Marvel series Chewbacca. Didn't say we cover good stuff. I just said we cover <laughs> stuff. Um, Ooh, and uh, Cloud City Casino, we've been doing a lot with uh, PSVR and just kind of keeping up with all the, the big things coming out for the Star Wars games at this point. Uh, I guess the other thing that I'm – involved with the other two things i've got a lot of live streams going on right now if you're interested in a star wars live streams just finished up one for lego star wars the force awakens including all the dlc on my youtube channel uh which is youtube.com slash user slash chrono radio excuse me and then um of course my star wars timeline gold the most comprehensive star wars chronology available anywhere three thousand plus pages across its five documents now finally wow. has a new edition for 2016 that came out uh about like two weeks ago now over at starwarsfanworks.com slash timeline that is nuts man that is seriously amazing 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 stuff uh, uh folks you can also here's what you need to know uh star wars tonight returns tomorrow evening we have the illustrious bobby roberts is actually in the chat right now uh, 7 o'clock tonight as you listen to this on the podcast version. Uh, so make sure that you tune in there. And then another very special announcement. This this year, uh, I, I want to thank everyone who's making this nightly live podcasting possible. And you can do so at patreon.com slash Star Wars Report where we do some things like record five shows in a week. That's right, we're doing shows on Fridays as well. But we're going to be doing them for the patron supporters. So if you're interested in catching the Friday show Make sure that you go to patreon.com slash Star Wars Report and check out all the cool bonuses we got there, like the exclusive RSS feed for our bonus content, as well as T-shirts and so much more cool stuff. Uh, but enough about all that. This has been uh, Star Wars Tonight. You can find us on Twitter at Star Wars Tonight. I'm on Twitter. It's at the Riley Guy, And, of course, Nathan is on uh, Twitter and Facebook and everywhere. Check out Beyond the Films and, of course, the Star Wars Timeline Gold. Uh, that's going to put the wraps on this episode. May the Force be with you. And may the spirit of that galaxy far, far away stay with your heart and soul tonight. Good night, everybody. Until tomorrow.
We'll see you next time. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, the opinions expressed in this podcast do not represent that of the Star Wars Report or Disney or Lucasfilm or any other intelligent entity. Thank you for tuning in. This has been Star Wars Tonight. Good night, everybody. Sorry, it's our traditional dance party, everybody. We'll see you next time. Uh, thanks, everybody. And we are stopping. And the stream stops. There we go.